What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Stallion, we wrote a book. Can you believe that? We wrote a book. (laughs) I'm laughing because... We wrote a book infers the fact that it's past tense, but everybody that has heard our show knows that that is not possibly the case. Like we don't have a physical artifact that says there's the book that we quote unquote wrote, but it's coming soon, right? We we have a manuscript, we have an edited manuscript and we have an edited, edited manuscript. And if we would have only used chat GPT, we would have had a book and we would have had two and a half years of our life back. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That's a that's a game changer that uh, we talk about on this episode with John Feldman. John was our ghostwriter. He was the guy that actually took what we would have never done and put it into a manuscript. And now it's just our part to get it across the finish line, right? So we can't blame John for that part, at least. No, no, John was fantastic. We wanted to bring John onto this podcast. A lot of laughs, things that he learned um, and saw us fumble through as we were going through this process. But also just hearing his story. He was he was there trading time for money, like many of us are. He was listening to us talk about spending more time with our family, and he wanted that for himself. He wanted to know what you know and what you've been learning about how to become financially free through the concept of building passive income, through learning what infinite banking is. And he's still learning, by the way. And part of that problem is that he was trying to learn it from Joey and I. And as you guys all know, our coaches, our dream team are so much better, (laughs) so much better explaining these concepts than we are. This is just a, a fun episode for us to share we have a book. We do have a launch date. It's in October of this year, 2023. Joey, what's the title of the book again? Wealth Without Wall Street, Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income. Yeah. And if you want to know what those three steps are, you're going to have to buy the book. Or you can jump on a call with one of our coaches at wealthwildwallstreet.com forward slash free call. Stallion, let's not take any more away from this episode. Let's jump in with our book author and good friend now, John Feldman. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. All right, Tribe, I know you've been sitting around wondering, how can I write my own book? And today, John Feldman is with us to tell you exactly the path to do that. John, so glad to have you in the studio with us today. 
Joey Russ, thank you so much. Um, long, long time listener for about two and a half years. So now I'm actually on the show and I'm very happy. Yeah. I, Joey, I think the question the tribe is really asking is when the hell are you guys going to release your book? <laughs> I've heard about this book for years now. We voted on a title. We're ready. Where is it at? And oh. John, you are the one who helped us get this thing off the ground. And and I, there's going to be a lot of stories. I hope you'll point most of the really poor ones at Joey and don't, and don't keep making me feel good inside. Right? Don't lie. Don't lie, John. I'm just telling <laughs> no. you. No, I know. I, I know Russ, you pick on Joey too much on the show. So Joey, I'm, you. I'm on your side today. We'll pick on Russ. We'll, we'll turn the tables around. Oh, I'm such an easy target. <laughs> All right, John, thank you for coming on. It's been a long time since we, we had a chance to three of us to connect. And I, I, I really want to dig into all of the stuff that you, that, that's happened. But first, if it's okay, before we met, right, you were working and as a self-contractor, helping uh, multiple different companies with fledgling potential authors like ourselves. Talk a little bit about your background and, and also kind of what was your mindset around money, right? Because obviously, before we met, it was potentially different. I'm, I'm interested to, uh, to hear and let everybody else hear as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, but before we met, it was, uh, you know, trade time for money. That's all I knew. Um, I went to college and it was basically get a job. Um, you put in those hours, you get an hourly wage and, and that's how you make your living. You know, invest into a 401k if you want to do anything passive. That's basically your only option. So that was the option that I took. And I was a, I was a freelancer um, because as one of your former guests, I can't remember the name, but um, unemployable and entrepreneurial, they mean the same thing. I heard that on the show and I... I love it. And I say that to people all the time. It stuck with me, but that was me. Um, I, I was unemployable, but I was still a hard worker. I knew, you know, I, there were things that I could do. So I started freelancing for other companies, but again, trading time for money, um, making decent money, but not really doing anything with it because I didn't know the idea of making money work for you instead of working for money. And then when the two of you came uh, into my inbox, I was very excited. The first call, some of the the first early conversations that we had, Nelson Nash's book, IBC, my eyes, it was like, I was like a deer in headlights because the two of you were talking about concepts that you've known and that you've discovered and that you've been helping people with. Um, but to me, they were brand new. And it just working with you and the conversations that we had really opened my eyes, made me realize that you don't need to trade time for money. Um, and, and there were many different things since then that that I've begun to implement. I'm still basically on like, on the first tee box, there's a lot to go, but uh, I had a completely different mindset all because I was able to, to speak to the two of you. Well, let's break that down for somebody who maybe listened to this episode for the very first time. And maybe they haven't heard all the previous episodes of how we are becoming financially free by building passive income that exceeds our monthly expenses, how the biggest obstacle keeping us from being financially free is having lack of access to cash and the, the, the book becoming on your own banker that you mentioned before was super instrumental in our life, right? As someone who helps people write books and as a book author yourself, it's so important how sometimes there's these different books and people maybe we've never even met before who changed the course, the direction of our lives and the generations that follow 
dig a little bit into that for us. Like what were some of those authors before ever meeting us that had shaped the way that you thought about money? And then I would love for you to unpack just as you were sitting there listening to the two of us knuckleheads, like going, man, for the love, could you talk any faster? <laughs> what, what were some of those moments? Like what were those, those things that, that both challenged you and, and challenged what you thought to be true and then what did you do? like how, how did you start to realize well these are actually accurate information this is inf- like accurate it, it conflicts with everything i've learned before yeah so going back i mean i've been lucky enough when i started ghostwriting for people to to work i'm my career as a ghostwriter is that i'm always the dumbest person in the room i'm always the dumbest person on the conversation because i speak with people who are established and smarter than me and every conversation that i have is just like an aha moment like wow Um, so one of the first conversations that i had was actually with uh, a a business partner of sam zell and i remember showing up to his house in orlando in my and my car that I was so afraid was going to leak oil in his driveway. <laughs> um, <laughs> luckily it didn't. I checked when I left, but he, I sat in his kitchen table, beautiful, huge house right on a lake. And I just thought like, wow, this guy, he really, he must've done something crazy to get where he is. And he, he basically told me that there's nothing special about making money. There's nothing special about money. There's just, he said, every business can run the exact same way and be successful. And that just opened my eyes because he, he basically you know, I put on my pants one leg at a time, just like you. And that made me realize that there's not this disconnect between like the haves and the have nots basically. Um, so that really opened my eyes. And the more that I was able to work with people, and then again, coming in to, to meet the two of you, coming in to meet the two of you was, and, and the concepts that you teach made me realize that you don't have to have a hundred thousand dollars saved in the bank to get started in real estate, for example. You have investors, you have options. There are so many different paths. And anyone that's listened to even one of your shows knows that there are so many different angles that you can take uh, to get into, you know, either short-term, long-term, any of the concepts that you that you discuss. But again, just just the idea that you have to have like your own money in your pocket um, was it kind of vanished once I was able to start speaking with people. Nor nor do you need much of an IQ, right? I mean, after you met Russ, you're like <laughs> this is easy stuff. See, we're um, picking on Russ already. <laughs> I had to do it. So, so talk to us about maybe some of the, the critical things that came about in our process that you were like, okay, this was impactful. This was impactful. Um, were there anything like that that you could point to that what were you going to say, Russ? Well, well, this is actually off? a really good thing for for those who've been like, where the heck's the book? Basically, John, you can we can do the audible version of the book right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting them. We're just getting it to them, okay? But go ahead. So I, I won't give away everything, even though, you know, for, for your community members, I'm sure they know most things, but just the simplicity of what the two of you teach um, obviously you, you kind of wooed me a little bit at the beginning because you sent me cash flow 101 when we first started working together. Um, not that my kids were happy about that, but I was very excited. Uh, but just the simplicity, passive income greater than monthly expenses. That's basically, that's all you, that's, that's all you needed to tell me and put it down in some sort of visual way to just be like, wow, this is, it's really easy. And again, going back to, you don't need to trade time for money. 
passive income greater than monthly expenses. It's just, it's really easy. And then just finding your way to get in the door. So again, I'm only on the first tee box. There are so many different things that I need to do um, to follow your strategies, but I know I, I now have a pathway, right? I'm not afraid to go in those directions to pursue those options because I know that, again, you don't need, my mindset before is that you needed the capital yourself. You don't. So that's. So it, it just gave you confidence and more clarity, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. And then to go and to see the people joining your community and like seeing every, the community members that are posting the success they're having, uh, the, the people, you know, everyone that comes on your show, the guests on your show, the roundtables, everyone's just talking about plans that they're implementing, that they're putting together. And nothing is some kind of crazy strategy where you've got to go out and raise, you know, a million dollars to get started on some crazy company. It's, it's all, it's all stuff the average everyday person can do. Specifically, though, digging this into you, like how did this play into where you were, right? You talked about that you were unemployable, right, as entrepreneurial. But how did this play into your life? Outside of that, right, you knew you kind of didn't want to work for someone else. But deeper than that, right? I mean, I I remember having a conversation and just trying to explain a point. And I was saying, you know, there's a time where your daughter is not going to want to do the same things with you. Talk a little bit about that. What, how has that like shaped the way you look at taking action as compared to, well, that's nice for Sam Zell. I mean, billionaire investor, right? That's amazing for Joey who can wear a t-shirt and a ball cap to every podcast. But what about for me? (laughs) Yeah. So I, it goes back to that passive income. They like time. I don't want to trade my time for money. So Russ, you, you said my daughter at the time was 11 and, and my son was five. And you're like, they're, they're both at these different points where it's like, they want to spend time with you, but you're, I was always working because again, time for money, time for money. If we wanted to go on vacations or you know buy a better car or get a bigger house one day, I needed to put in more time. And that was taking away time from my family. Of course, my daughter's 13 now. She doesn't care where I am. Um, but at 11, she still <laughs> wanted to kind of be around me. So uh, so I really kind of pivoted my whole career process into more of automation, um, passive strategies, even with my business. So now I've, I've, instead of being a freelancer, I now have a business that is all about helping people to become authors, right? Turning aspiring authors into published authors so that they can help. The, the way that the two of you are writing a book, you're helping people. And I want to, you know, everyone has a book idea in them, but it's not just specifically me ghostwriting for people because that's limiting. That's limiting and that's a constraint on my time. So I've created like online courses that are helpful. And then these guided author programs that are for me, a, a, they're a fraction of the time that I would spend, but I'm still able to help people in the same manner. So I'm able to help at scale without sacrificing time that I'm spending with my kids and my family. Let's dig into that, right? With chat GPT and all of the AI stuff that's going on, how has that changed the way that you're helping aspiring book authors become published and still not lose the active opportunity income that you have out there? So I, I've embraced it and I, I get yelled at because I try to go into like self-publishing forums and stuff online and talk and, and provide some advice to people who are a little bit lower on the you know experience scale than I am. And when I bring up ChatGPT 
or like NFT books or anything cool and innovative, I just get bashed and everyone's like, this isn't going to work. This is ridiculous. But I, I love it. I'm all about going back to time, right? I'm all about opening up my time. So the first draft process is a long process. And it's one that's very tough for anyone writing a book. It's verbal vomit is what we typically like to call it is like getting your first draft out there. Just get it all on paper, but it's, it's difficult to do, especially for someone who's a perfectionist and you, you, you're thinking as you're writing about your readers. And even though it's the first draft, you're like, Oh my God, my readers would not like this. Like this would be awful. I can't put this out there. So it's tough to get the first draft out. So it can be, um, it can be morally depleting. Right, to, to have to keep stopping, stopping. With ChatGPT and AI, um, as we were saying before we hit record, GPT-3 is like the level that we're on now. You know, I'm, I'm not very technical. I just saw a, an image one day and it blew my mind, but um, GPT-3 now, like you can do chapter by chapter. You can just ask, because you're having a conversation with the, the robot. It's not like Google where you, you know, put it in and it just feeds, spits back some answers. Like, you can you have a conversation leading up to, you know, hey, you know, Mr. Robot, uh, I'm I'm writing a book on on the idea that passive income greater than monthly expenses is the most important financial piece of advice you can learn. Do you understand? And it's like, yeah, I understand. What do you need now? There's, can you uh, draft an outline for you know, like, so there's a process there, but then it can spit out a first draft for you in a matter of seconds. Right? And then the GPT-4 that's coming, I don't know when it's coming, but the it has so many more data points that it can, what I heard was it can write a 60,000 word book um, in one second. So as a writer, um, if I don't embrace that, then, then I don't have a house soon uh, and my family will really not want to see me. So I've embraced it. I love it. I think it it opens up so much more of your time. Obviously the editing process has to be done, you know, human by human eyes, but it just if, if you can take the bulk out of the whole entire process, the most belaboring part out of the process, I think it's amazing. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. Well, that, I love the fact that you're innovating what is, I think a lot of people are, like you said, are fearful of that change and that, that it's going to, it's scarcity. It's the taking away from what is their their territory or their, you know, specialty and it's commoditizing it, right? Whereas what you're doing is saying, hey, this is a part of a process. It still can't be done by a robot 100%. Yeah. Why don't I use it to my advantage? Which, I mean, the fact that you've used that to buffer up the idea that my time is more valuable and I can use this to actually get more of it. 
I love that. I'm wondering, people, uh, you're listening to this right now. What is it in your business or your life that you can take away from this conversation that says, man, where are the places that I could be doing the same thing? Right. If time becomes the ultimate thing that I'm trying to accomplish, where are those places that I can cut and and grow exponentially without my time being uh, at play all the time? So anyway, that, that's just a really good takeaway from this conversation. So, John, in addition to like your business and how you're helping authors to do this at scale, what are some things that you're doing in your own personal financial journey to gain that financial freedom? Like, and, and what are, what's, what's kind of on the horizon for that? So just trying to come up with more of those passive strategies that I've learned from the two of you. So infinite banking is obviously something that down the line, I really need to get into, but um, Joey won't like to hear this, but drop shipping is something that I've recently um, dabbled into. And then I'm also, so I am, I have an investor, two investors, but we're like putting together plans first for um, short-term rentals, obviously going to start small with studio condos or maybe one bedrooms, but we have to, there's so much. And again, you, you, know, you guys talk about it on the show too, but location is something that's important, um, whether it's down here in you know, Fort Lauderdale-ish area or in, in Birmingham. I know that the two of you said that there's a little bit of a difference there, especially with the time of year. Um, these are things that we want to look into because when we first start out, we want to make sure that we're on a growth trajectory and not you know, digging ourselves into a hole. Yeah, that's so cool, man. You're going to, as you just experience it, right? What you just said, I think is what so many investors experience. You going, going back, be more specific. You said getting out for book authors, getting out that first draft is like human is like verbal vomit, yeah. but it's so defeating for so many people because they see it and they're like, oh no. But that's also what so many people who are trying to get out that first opportunity, you're trying to find that first investment. They feel that same pressure and like, oh, it's not going to go right. It's not going to be as good as fill in the blank. It's not going to work this way. It's not going to. And and it's self-defeating. They do very little. Why why it's so important, right, to 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 get this out visually for yourself. That's why we have everybody go through our passport challenge. When you understand what you want to accomplish, it makes everything so much easier, right? Your daughter's 13, your son's seven or eight. And it's very easy for you to say, okay, here's what I want. Here's what I don't want, right? Yeah. I don't want this. I don't want this. Same thing. I, what I heard you say about chat GPT is that man, allow just, here's the ideas and thoughts that are in my head. Let me give it to this AI and let it write 60,000 words in one second. That means I'll read the book over the next two decades to be able to edit it potentially. Right. Hey, chat GPT, can you cut that down? Can you make that big font? Can you summarize can you read it out? Yeah. Can you, <laughs> can you summarize and read it out to me? But the, the thing about that is that now our brains can read it and, and we typically are critical creatures. Right. We we look at something that someone else is doing and we critique whether it's good or bad. Right. Like, oh, I can't believe so and so is doing that. Right. Well, you read that on the book. You can probably see that as well. You see it as saying, oh, well, I I wouldn't say it that way. Not to mention it's not really yeah. humanized. I haven't added the story elements into it 
that make it where it connects the dots. And I, I know that you're you're talking about that in these um, these forums with other book authors and, and freelancers and everything else. Let's talk about that. I want to connect the dots. I'm sorry. I was just summarizing uh, what you guys were saying for everyone riding down the road and you already got all of that. Excuse me, but for, for the Joey's out there, I know that you needed that to be able to have more clarity. When you were going through our process, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what were some of those things that, that challenge that, that maybe you disagreed with, early on like that really challenged you didn't you didn't verbalize it to us you were just an amazing just scribe you're sitting there listening giving us feedback but behind the scenes there was something that that was like nah, i'm not so certain about that but you know these guys are the quote-unquote experts i'll go with it what were some of those things to be honest uh and i'm not trying to flatter you both but you when i come into something i'm I, I try not to do that just because I'm writing in your voice and it's your book, but my level of expertise was so rock bottom. It was on the floor when, when it comes to like financial expertise that everything that you were saying, and because there, there are so many different areas in your book, like I know it's very well structured GPS. Um, but there were so many different things that you mentioned in the book that I, I really just, my problem was like, which one do I dabble into? So I, I honestly didn't think that there was anything, I didn't know enough to challenge you on your ideas because you, you two are so far ahead of me in my financial career that. Um, John I, Flattery I will get you everywhere with us, by the way. Okay. Okay. Well, what was one of those things that was the hardest things for you to get your arms around, right? Even with us trying to explain it, what was one of those things you knew very little? What was the one thing that was like, okay, well, I hear them, but it, it's still the most complex idea for me to even get my arms around. What was one of those things? To me, it was actually, it was IBC. So I remember okay. being on one of the calls and the two of you uh, Russ, I think you had to show me in like six different ways through visuals and you're like, do you understand? And I like shook my head no. And then you're both like, you don't get it, do you? So I remember being on a, on a call like that and I was like um, a little bit, bit flustered and you were showing me visuals. But then I think I took a step back. I went back and listened to the audio after, but it was, it, it, it is, I mean, it seems like such a simple concept, but to me, again, even though like I had four years of, of school, I had my bachelor's degree, but I still like, I couldn't comprehend the fact that you were borrowing against yourself. And I, I couldn't understand that. And like how, how you can accumulate that. And like, and Joey, I know you had a chart too, of like where, how long it takes for you to put money into that, into that um, plan, the policy until you can actually start to take out of it. So there was a lot of, there's just a lot, a lot of different numbers there that to me were a little bit um, confusing, embarrassingly. Um, but it's been two years, so I'm a little bit smarter now. But back then, uh, it was it was a little bit for me to handle. But well, and here's the thing: is that Joey and I are known to complicate the simple, John. So that you're not the only one who's ever said I didn't understand it. And by the way, it took me four years to understand it. So if you're only two years in, man, you're already ahead of the game from that perspective. But it is when when we look at infinite banking as it's where we store cash. It is a substitute for cash. It is not the investment. And I think too often, I don't know if this was your hang up, too oftentimes people are like, but can I get a better return if I took this dollar 
and I put it over here, right? Like what if I put it in a mutual fund or what if I just skipped all of that and I just went straight to the investment that I wanted to invest in anyway, whether it was short-term rentals, like you were talking about a second ago, whether it was drop shipping, which I'm going to probably tell you is a bad idea, just based upon my experience with Joey. Um, it, no, what, John is a much better operator than I would ever be. So he, <laughs> totally. he has a, he has a chance. But whatever the thing is, wouldn't it be better, right? And it is so hard for us to to get our arms around that until we realize, well, that money that we invest is also going to flow back somewhere. Where is it going to flow back to? What is it going to cost us for it to sit there and lose what it could have been earning in something else? And I think that that's the connection point. And I, I'm I'm pretty confident though that we gave you access to every course that we had. John, did you watch these courses? I did, yes. And maybe that was where the visual came in, Joey, because I, I think I might have <laughs> uh, pulled a screenshot from from the free IBC course. But I can I can relate to where going back to like so for me and like really embracing AI and Chat GPT and all the, all sorts of automation within the book writing process and people who are stuck in their own ways who've learned for you know years or decades that like this is the way you write a book this is the proper way to write publish promote like they kind of like come after me like no that's not going to work that's not going to work that's an innovative process is always going to be attacked and for the two of you i'm sure that when wealth wealth without wall street started like the name itself i'm sure people were like no like you need wall street the whole process, IBC, everything that you guys do is very, at the beginning was very innovative. Obviously it's starting to catch on now, but I, I can see the issues that I'm sure that you were having back then that I'm running into now with just trying to make a process more efficient, again, to open up more of my time and the, you know, the author's time. Well, you're, you're right. I think anytime that you have anything that is worth teaching, it's going to be under attack. It, it better be under attack because that means that you're you're shaking up the trees a little bit and allowing people to to see a new perspective that um, that they didn't see before. I, uh, I first of all, John, I'm really grateful that you were able to come and be with us today, and that we were able to work with you in this process. You're excellent um, to work with, super patient, and especially with all the various slang terms and, and, you know, lisps and things that rust through at you. Um, so for other people that, um, and I have one more question for you, but for people that want to work with you in this process, where would you point them to and how can they contact you? Yeah, absolutely. So the, on the screen here, visionaryliterary.com backslash free book. That is the, the book that I wrote, uh, for the company. It's our entire process laid out in book form. So if you want the free PDF version of that, um, go to that, that website, visionaryliterary.com backslash free book. Uh, we are also self-published success is our podcast that we run um, as, as an extension of the business. So we, on a weekly basis, we interview self-published authors who have had success, um, ask them questions about you know what they did, any advice they can give to the listeners. So hopefully in October, uh, Russ and Joey, you you can be on the show and, and give some advice on how um, your advice would probably be to start growing your brand about four years, four or five years before you write your book, which could be a good advice. But uh, yeah, so those are the two the two areas. Awesome. All right. So for everybody who is is kind of watching your story from here, 
give us a picture. What is the, what is the vision um, of what financial freedom will look like for John Feldman and his family? So it will be the company. So visionary literary is something that I, I really am passionate about. So I've been writing since, since college, I started writing screenplays, novels, short stories, anything. And then once I got into ghostwriting and, and nonfiction books, I fell in love with it because my, my reading, like I read nonfiction books all the time and working with people like you, smarter people than me, I learned so much. And when people read nonfiction books, if you help one person, just one reader, you change their life through the course of, through, you know, the words in your book, uh, it's just incredible. So I, in the future, I hope that our company helps to produce more books that are helpful to more people. That's just something that I'm really passionate about. And my goal is to not fully automate the process, but automate it to where we can help while my time is opened up. With my opened up time, I would like to get more into some of you know, real estate, um, IBC, when when that you know when that road road hits, and I reach out to the two of you and ask you, can you say, uh, can you explain that to me one more time so I can <laughs> properly go down that path? But, um, just just more passive income strategies that 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 bring money in for for me, open up my time, and then also leave something to give my kids a head start. So that is something that's so so important to me as well. Is I want my kids to be set up to where um, they're not starting, you know, from from behind the starting line. I want them to have a little bit of a head start. Man, that's so cool. And I am excited for those things to come to fruition, John. And by the way, I just typed in how to explain um, IBC to someone in a simple three-step process and chat GPT gave me ah. that process. And at the end of it, it said, go to wealthwellwallstreet.com forward slash free call. It's amazing how it's already <laughs> adapted. So much. Right. Like it is like going out to yes. the internet, figure that out. And I'll be happy to share that with you and anyone who calls that, that simple process. When you do that, John, man, it's been too long. Grateful to get you on the show. Excited to hear more of your success, share you with others. And if you haven't already taken a chance, go back, go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash free call and ask us these questions. Or if you would love to know how to become a self-published author, uh, go to John's um, website, visionaryliterary.com and take advantage of the free book by hitting backslash free book or listen to his podcast, Self-Published Success. Man, John, have a great day, brother. As always, we thank you for being on the show, listening to the show and being um, a fantastic um, member of our audience and take time to rate, review the show so we can share this with other people as well. Thank you both so much. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.